We're live. All right. This is our 17th uh, Crypto Mining Tools <laughs> podcast, and we have your co-host, Ethan. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and I'm your host, Scott Offord. And today we have our guest, Marshall Hallbrook. And we're talking about something really interesting today. It's about Bitcoin, uh, but it's also about power and gas and all that fun stuff. So, Marshall, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, wh why do you think we're talking today? Uh, well, I've been in the oil and gas industry for almost uh, 21 years now, two decades. That kind of ages me a little bit, tells you how old I am. Uh, got out of college, moved up here to Kentucky, um, started natural gas, uh, buying up assets, doing the traditional uh, running compressors, selling to the utilities. So um, I always felt like I, I wanted to do something else besides just to sell my gas to the utilities. I wanted to actually do something with the product to make more money. Uh, cause, um, the, when I first got into it, natural gas was real low in 09, it shot up. Uh, everybody was happy. Everybody was good. Uh, then after a couple of years, it went back down and here we are now at dollar uh, 80 gas. So I guess we're here to talk about, um, what crypto and the technology at hand today can do for natural gas producers. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, tell us about that. Uh, well, uh, what I do, um, well, how I got into it was uh, I used to run electric generators to run some of my pumps. Here in Kentucky, there's a lot of gas fields that only do 20, 30, 50 MCF a day. I'll have five, six, 10 wells all doing four or five MCF a day. Now, now what is and, an MCF just for our our uh, an MCF is yeah, an MCF is one thousand cubic feet of gas. So okay. one so so one MCF is one thousand cubic feet of gas um, with a BTU of one thousand. So, um, but yeah, so that's that's how you measure the gas. Um, if you uh, sell your gas to the pipeline, they pay you per MCF, and then they will okay. probably give you a a, a BTU adjustment. Uh, so they, they actually pay you a little premium if you have um, higher than 1,000 BTU gas. So if you've okay. got like 1,200. All right. Uh, it, it appears, folks, that uh, we've we've lost Marshall here or he's lost his uh, data connection. Um, hopefully we can get him back here soon. Um, Hopefully his battery didn't die on his phone. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've uh, we've had kind of a kooky morning this morning. Lots of uh, technical glitches. Hello, Marshall. Can you hear us? All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I, I'm excited to learn about oil and yeah, gas. And 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 I uh, had no idea that uh, MCF is the standard, and it, it's it's kind of twofold of two measurements: one of you know the volume, you know a thousand cubic feet, but also of the energy potential um, or one thousand BTUs um, in there. So I thought that was you know really interesting. Okay, are you back with us, Marshall? Yeah, man. I don't know what happened. It, my my internet never went out. It just uh, it just started yeah. uh, streaming, uh, okay. doing little circles. Yeah, sorry about yeah. that. No problem. No worries. Well, we're back. 
And, and we're really excited to hear about your uh, MCF or whatever you're, you're calling yeah, it. Yeah, so so one 1,000 MCF, if you sell it to the pipeline, they'll pay you um, for 1,000 BTU gas and 1,000 cubic mm -hmm. feet of gas. If you, if you have higher BTU, they'll give you a little bit of a premium. Um, pretty much if you have 1,200 BTU gas, they will give you uh, 1.2 MCF <laughs> for your gas. Got it. So, yeah. so it just, am I... Uh, Pretty much that's the explanation for uh, selling your gas. And what I started doing was I would generate electricity to run my natural gas pumps. Um, mm -hmm. So I had electric motors. I had uh, very large generators because most of my um, uh, compressors had like 25, 30, 50 horsepower motors on them. So mm -hmm. I would have to have a pretty big generator to get that thing to uh, start up. Oh, yeah. And so uh, when the gas price got down, I was thinking, man, maybe I should sell my electricity to the uh, electric company. So I checked on that. It wasn't that they didn't want to pay me anything for it, you know, a couple cents a kilowatt. <clears throat> so uh, I, I started researching, doing some investigation. And, you mm -hmm. know, back four or five years ago, um, I guess about four years ago, uh, everybody was talking about Bitcoin. And I was like, what is this Bitcoin? And I started looking at that and I thought, huh, everybody keeps talking about how these uh, ASIC miners use so much electricity. I said, wow, mm -hmm. I got, I got tons of electricity sitting <laughs> Right. <laughs> that after my, after my pumps get running, you know, uh, I got lots of electricity that I could, you know, my, my, my generator's running at 20, 30% after the pump gets started up. I said, I'll go mm -hmm. buy a couple of these little ASIC computers and stick them out there and see what they do. So I ran an internet, uh, internet line out there to one of my compressor stations. Long story short, um, Next thing I know, I got like 200 miners, <laughs> ASIC miners <laughs> yeah. running, running. And I started turning off my uh, natural gas pumps and I started just strictly uh, crypto mining. So then I started building out the rest of my gas fields uh, that I have. And then a couple of my buddies that are around here said, hey, you know, uh, you want to help me? So then I started helping them. And one thing led to another, uh, you know, mm -hmm. you know, got megawatts of power and I'm running ASICs now and not selling any gas to the uh, to the utilities. So, so how long was that before you, you, you know, you ran that internet line and you got a few ASIC miners running and that, how long did it take you to get from that to about 200 miners? Uh, it took me, um, about a year, I guess I built, uh, I built out one of my, um, control rooms that I had and I just put a shelf in there with some ASICs and, you know, drilled a hole through the wall and put 10, 10, uh, ASIC miners, you know on the uh, on the shelf then i actually went from there and actually you know built a building <laughs> that would hold right. you know 50 miners and then next thing i know i built a bigger building that would hold <laughs> you know 150 200 miners and then i actually built a second building to hold another 200 miners and uh then i went to one of my other ends of my gas field and i started putting in um it's uh it's my system i call it um uh it's pretty much just a uh it's just a building, you know, that has inlet fans, outlet fans, filters, mm -hmm. and, you know, all the, uh, all the plugs. But, uh, yeah, so it took me, it, it took me about a year to really fine, fine tune my, uh, my design, you know, like anybody, uh, trial and error. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so here, so here I am now, I got, I got lots of ASIC miners. <laughs> what was the, uh, the biggest hurdle, the biggest challenge that you had to overcome uh, so far, I mean, obviously, maybe there's more down the road, but so far, what was the what was the biggest thing that got in your way that you you had to, you know, work around? Um, the biggest thing, I guess, getting the getting the design of the actual um, building 
where, you know, mm -hmm. I would, I would get on and research, watch other people, what they did on YouTube or whatever. And, um, you know, a lot of these guys, um, talk about the heat and they, they want to uh, get it out of the building. And, you know, some guys use, um, I guess, um, uh, pipes, you know, to put on the end of the miner and all that stuff. Some, some of the, some of the heat problems, I guess, was, was, was my issue of building the building out and, um, getting the, getting the, the clean air, getting in and getting it through the miner and getting it back out. Um, pretty much my design now, um, it's kind of like everybody else that, uh, you know, you just, as long as you got enough airflow coming in and going back out, you can, you can keep the miner cool at 90 degrees outside. And then also, mm -hmm. I guess the, the the insulation in the building. Um, I don't know how some guys, uh, their containers, if they're insulated or not. But I found out if you if you insulate where the miners are at, that helps keep it cool. To where you know sun hitting on top of the roof or sitting hitting on top of the container really okay. starts to heat up, and then that heat comes through and into your miner room. So, so uh, remind us again, where where are you doing this? In Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah, here in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And, um, so for the most part, you're really dealing with, with heat, um, not, not necessarily cold, like, like some other places. Um, say, say that again. Like there, there's some places where, you know, it, it's, uh, in North Dakota, they, they're constantly dealing with, um, oh, cold extreme, weather. extreme cold. Yeah. Uh, here, here in Kentucky, the climate, you know, it gets 90 degrees during the summer. Yeah. And um, as far as the, the, the heat with the ASICs, I haven't had a, a real big issue once, you know, um, once I got my right fan inlet size and the, or, or air inlet side. Uh, but as far as, yeah, cold, cold weather, it does get down to, you know, 20 degrees at night here. Um, mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't had any issues with do the miners not liking the cold weather. Um, I do have a recirculation system that, you know, if it, it keeps the room around, you know, 50 degrees. Um, so. Yeah. Well, so, um, well, I, I, I just wanted ahead. to ask this question, um, you know, for you, was there, I, I know naturally you were originally, you know, just, um, you know, getting the oil and, and the gas from, you know, your, your resources. So did you buy like generators to, you know, generate this electricity or, you know, did you upgrade the generators? Like, tell me, uh, you know, how your, your capital expense story happened. So, yeah. So I had bought generators and that's what I do. I just, I just buy a generator. I usually buy used generators that they pull out of uh, school systems, uh, um, uh, government buildings, stuff like okay. that, you know, so I got yeah, a couple of brokers. Upgrading yeah. infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. So I buy used generators. So I had bought the, the generators already to run my natural gas compressors. And um, so I had a lot of power sitting. But as I continued to develop the rest of my fields, I had to buy more generation just because to run the pumps, it doesn't take as much power as it does to run the ASICs. So, yeah. you know, when it, when I have 500 MCF that I got to build out, I had to buy more generators and I actually scatter them across the system. Okay. And so uh, I probably got uh, eight, eight, eight little containers that I have, you know, 700 miners and scattered across mm -hmm. one of my fields. Um, so I started, you know, doing where, where I already had generation at the compressor site. Once I maxed mm -hmm. that out, I said, okay, well, I'll go over to so-and-so's property and, I'll talk to him and tell him I'm going to stick this little container out here that's got a satellite on it 
and uh, have a generator um, generator running to run the rest of my ASICs. My ASIC. So a lot of my areas have just satellite uplink, and it it works great. Um, really, you for, haven't had any remote. issues with the lag um, with the no. satellite? No, not at all. No, because I'm like ASIC computers. I'm like they they just put out a kilobyte of information every five, six, ten seconds. You know, they're just constantly sending little kilobytes. So the satellite can totally handle that. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, what about uh, I? You know, I I've dealt quite a bit with uh, satellite. You know, data transfer and um, they have you know a cap per day. Are you getting anywhere near your data caps per day? Oh, uh, the satellite company I use, I get unlimited up and down speeds. And oh, I get okay. Um, I do have a cell phone modem in one spot that actually shows me um, what I what I use. And usually I, I use anywhere from 7 to 10 gigabytes a, a month if I'm running about 120, 150 miners. Okay. So, so that's somebody I like. I think my cell phone um, package is like 50 gigabytes. I think. So, yeah. So I'm, I don't even come close to that. I think my daughter uses more. <laughs> yeah, she probably uses more, more in one day. More gigabytes in a day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On my cell phone plan, she probably uses 50 gigabytes in a month. So right. my ASICs are actually cheaper than my daughter. <laughs> so uh, can you take us back again to the, the generator topic? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I have seen some discussion in that Telegram group called um, Oil, Gas, and Bitcoin uh, on Telegram. And you know, we're, we're seeing generators in the size of one megawatt or 35 megawatt, what, whatever it is, you know, like some of these mm -hmm. things are huge. Sure. But it sounds like you're, you're just kind of using whatever you can, uh, whatever's cheap or available. Um, so, so what does that look like? What, what, uh, how many megawatts are, are your generators? Well, the, the generators I usually use are anywhere from a hundred to 200 kilowatts is what they are. So on a, like, let's say it's a, it's a 200 kilowatt. Um, I'll stick that and run probably almost close to 200 miners with that. So, okay. yeah. Um, but I, I just get lots of them. I'm like, I have like 30, 30 generators, 40 generators. And, uh, but I got them scattered over five different fields, gas fields. And that's what down mm -hmm. here in Kentucky, a lot of the gas fields, the average well in the state of Kentucky probably only produces seven to 10 MCF a day is all the well produces where, you know, you get up into Pennsylvania and Texas, you know, you got three, four 500 MCF a day coming out of a well, maybe a million, maybe a thousand MCF wow. coming out of a well. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm like, even, even those wells eventually, you know, they decline every year flush, flush production. They, they might have a thousand MCF a day to start with. And then after a year, they might be down to 500 MCF and, you know, then the well eventually, you know, probably levels out couple hundred MCF a day. It, it just depends on the well. But uh, as far as the generators, yeah, I, I just kind of pick up what's available. Um, I always try to stay at least above a hundred kilowatt generator just because, you know, if you get that, um, you just get so many of them. But I'm um, like, I do have one little gas field that only does like 10, 15 MCF a day. There's two, there's two wells over there and I run a 60 kilowatt. So I pretty much build out the generator for the amount of gas that I got. Okay. So, you know, like that, that's what I think some of those guys on that uh, oil and gas um, um, uh, inst uh, telegram, telegram, yeah, yeah. telegram uh, site, you know, it's like the, the producer has to kind of let you know how much, how much gas they got. And then you design for 
the uh, for the system, you know, for the gas. And um, there isn't so what, just one. So what one do you do about print. that kind of uh, potential volatility where, you know, the, the supply might be changing? Like you said, uh, after a year, you might be getting less production. Uh, or so I think that's I think that's where like what I do is I usually try to put in, you know, multiple generators. Um, I always like multiple generators just because if one goes down, I still got two mm -hmm. more running. <laughs> so my uptime, right. you know, if I if a generator throws a belt, alternator goes out, whatever, how long is it going to take that person to get out there and fix it? And but I still have two running. So I always size to where like if I'm going to build out 500 MCF, I'll, I'll, I'll probably do a couple uh, 200 or, or 150 kilowatt generators and get three of them, four of them and build them out mm -hmm. like that instead of just getting one big one. Because uh, if the gas does start to drop off, uh, what do you do? You have to go get a smaller generator. So where if the gas drops off, you just take one of the generators, moves it, move it someplace else, move your, move your container someplace else. And that's what I always have multiple buildings and I have multiple breaker boxes in each building to where, you know, if I have to move a generator out, I just unhook, unhook one of the wires from one of the breaker boxes and take the generator away. Okay. okay. Well, that's interesting. Let's uh, get back to that topic in a little bit here, but um, why don't you tell us a little bit about NovaBlock, Ethan? Yeah, I'd like to give a, a big shout out to our sponsor, NovaBlock. NovaBlock is uh, new to the mining pool scene, um, but in the short time that they've been in the industry, I think they started out uh, last summer, they've now become one of the top 15 pools in the world. And they believe that as you know, mining is shifting away from China in North America, that they wanna be a, a leader in providing um, not only just you know information for their customers, but also transparency in what they're doing, which is kind of a big problem with a lot of the, the pools that we're dealing with is that we don't have the transparency that NovaBlock is offering. And now Scott's gonna tell you guys how to, uh, to get a good deal from them. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're on their website in the top right hand corner, click the sign up button and just make sure that you enter the invitation code offered 18. So that's OFFORD18. And that will give you a permanent reduction in your mining fees down to 1.8%. So definitely give NovaBlock.com a try. Um, we like them when we know a few other uh, people that are using them right now. Um, one of our colleagues actually just went over to them and, and put a significant amount of hash power over there that they're starting to move over. And uh, they're very impressed. Uh, one of the things that they like the most is the fact that they are right now, I believe this week, integrating uh, 2FA, so two-factor authentication um, in their um, login process. So that was a concern. Great, yeah, yeah and, and they were able to actually integrate that uh, for him and because it was a concern and they, they knew that hey, it's maybe a barrier to entry for some people and uh, they were able to uh, reply quickly uh, about that. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to kind of reiterate that I recently moved over all of my hash rate over to NovaBlock and um, it was because of, you know, I, I'd gone with all the big popular or main pools and you know i was consistently seeing hash rate dropping off and when i would call the data center you know they would look at their specs and the boards were still hashing but when i was looking at you know my pool it was showing that you know a board was down and i was like there's you know this has got to stop so i went over to nova block and so far no problems at all yeah well excellent um so marshall yeah, yes. I, I mean, I'm just intrigued 
about what you're doing. And, uh, and it sounds like, so you're, you're, you're maybe doing it a little bit differently or a lot differently than, than other Bitcoin miners are doing it and other yeah. gas producers are doing it. And it sounds like, like what you're saying is, you know, forget about what's the term you use, big pipeline or big oil. Yeah, and let's let's just let's you know, just do let's it. Make, yeah. make real money here. Um, Be dynamic and modular. Yeah, I'm like especially in the Appalachian Basin, which is you know kind of Tennessee, Kentucky, and Ohio. Um, most most producers only have you know 100, 200, 500 MCF. I'm like they're they're all the big boys that produce 5,000 MCF a day, but they still, they're, they have like 200 little gas fields. I'm like, all mm -hmm. these, all these wells around here were really drilled back in the eighties, um, seventies and eighties, um, like up in, uh, Texas and the Pennsylvania, you know, they've been drilling up there, but nobody's really been drilling that much in Kentucky and Ohio. They've tried to horizontal some stuff up in Ohio, but mm -hmm. they, it, they thought they were going to get the Marcellus, um, down in, down, down in Ohio. And it just didn't work out. So, um, so you, you have to build if you're in the Appalachian basin for, um, the, the, the little guys and the little guys are really getting hurt right now. Cause natural gas is only a buck 80, buck 82. I, I checked it on Bloomberg there the other day, but it might've gone up a little bit, but it's been staying below $2. We've had a very, very mild winter, uh, where they haven't pulled gas out of storage, which the, you know, the, the brokers and on uh, wall street always use that. They watch the storage figures. If they take a lot of gas out of storage, you'll see natural gas go up, you know, cause they got to put that gas back in. Yeah. 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 But out of the 30 trillion cubic feet of gas a year that we produce in the United States, I, I'm like about 20% of it comes from little producers like me who, you know, used to sell my gas to the pipeline company. People that have 500 MCF and less is probably the, the 20 to 25% of the producers in the, in the United States. And they're just, they're just getting killed right now. And I just wanted to get this out and let other people know that if they're a little producer, there's technology out there that can help them and uh, get them more, uh, more dollars, more money, more, more profit per MCF. If you do the math equation yeah. uh, mm -hmm. off of crypto mining, generate electricity, yeah. manu, I call it manufacturing crypto. Because you're yeah. taking the raw yeah. the raw product of natural gas, you generate electricity, and then you're and spitting it into an AC too. computer, and it's popping out the currency, okay. uh, which whichever currency you're mining, if it's Bitcoin, if it's you know something else, um, if you're running script miners. But um, like equivalent, if you run an S nine, you can get almost six seven dollars per M, per MCF, where they're only getting a buck eighty. Uh oh, oh dear, we, we, we lost them again. Oh, he's he's back. All right, uh, Marshall. Did you lose me? Oh man. Yeah, I have I have another question for you, Marshall. Um, so talking previously to you know other people that are in this industry, they explained that there is good gas and there's bad gas and there's gas that needs to be treated. Um, do you have any of those situations in the fields that you're dealing with, and how do you handle um, gas treatment if it needs to be treated? Most of the gas here in Kentucky and in the Appalachian Basin in Ohio, it's all just dry gas. Uh, you know, the BTUs 11, 1200, um, or, or, you know, some of it might be 10, 1050. Uh, we don't, we don't have the rich gas like out in Texas. Um, we do have uh, a couple areas where there's, if there's an oil field, you'll have some nitrogen problems with your gas. Um, for some mm -hmm. reason, um, down in the uh, Knox formation, there's some nitrogen that comes in with the gas. 
-hmm. but other than that, it's basically just dry gas. So uh, as far as making sure you get your dew point down, which you just dry the gas um, before you okay. run it through any generators. And um, um, most of it, I'm like the gas that I put into the pipeline, I don't, I don't process it. If I was running a compressor, uh, I would just dry it, have to get the dew point down to seven, seven pounds per million cubic feet of gas. And, um, and like, that's the same gas. If you were to go to the utility and hook up a generator and want to run it, uh, you okay. know, at the, at the courthouse, it's my gas, it's in the pipeline and there's no processing to it and it burns just fine. So, so, so you, um, you have, yeah, good gas. Got it. Good, good, yeah, gas. good gas. Yeah. Good dry yeah. gas. Um, so one thing I'm interested in is, uh, can you tell us a little bit about flaring? Um, do you deal with that a lot or is it uh, mostly in, in other um, places that, that are doing that? Uh, that's really out in Texas and out in the, out in the Dakotas is the flared gas. Um, there's some people, I guess, in Kentucky, if they don't have a pipeline, they're going to flare the gas because you have to flare the gas. The oil and gas move together. So mm -hmm. you just can't pump the oil well. You have to, you have to produce the gas and the yeah. oil at the same time. Uh, everything's got to come into the well bore and then come up um, out of the ground. So as far as the flaring, um, there is a huge problem out there in the Dakotas, and there's a big problem in Texas where they where they have to flare it. But I think I think the big oil guys don't think they have a problem, and they don't want to have a problem, and they just want to do business as usual, which is flare the gas. And I'm like, if you look at the numbers, uh, you know they they produce a lot of gas. They they have plans to get that gas. Um, to you know, upstream pipelines and uh, mid midstream pipelines, and they do the best they can to get the gas to where they don't have to flare as much. But um, I'm like, most of their, I guess their uh, their plans, oh, oh flaring problem. The yeah. um, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, we got you. Hello. Yeah, we hear you. We hear you. You're good. Keep talking. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, I don't Think know. I, I can't hear you guys. Oh, maybe man. his screen went on power save or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's a possibility. <laughs> All right. So uh, while while he resets, uh, yeah, that that's very interesting. Um, you know, all the different uh, different types of scenarios. You know, from very small to very large enterprise, but. I'm going to talk now about mining disrupt. Woohoo! Yes, I can't wait for it to happen. It's happening in uh, July this summer. It's down in Miami, and it is going to be awesome. Scott and I are, are going to be, you know, main um, front and center contributors there, and and we're hoping to do a lot of exciting things. So we hope to see you down there in, in Miami. Um, come say hi to us. We'd love to talk to you. Um, Scott, go ahead and yeah. show them yeah. how to get a good deal. So uh, July 23rd, uh, July 22nd and 23rd, um, why don't you just go to two.tools slash mining dash, dash disrupt, sorry, uh, spelled it wrong here. And if you go to to.tools slash mining dash disrupt, it will actually bring you to the Eventbrite page. And on Eventbrite, uh, it'll show a discount um, actually I already bought my ticket. So it, instead of, yeah. <laughs> you know, instead of saying, uh, offered Scott discount applied, um, it says you're going to this event. So anyway, on Eventbrite, if you use our URL, it'll bring you here and it'll give you a discount on tickets. 
Um, so yeah, we're definitely looking forward to this event. Um, mm -hmm. It's by miners for miners. Yes. And, and last year when we went, it was the first event, and and it it ran like like they've been doing it for years. So this year it's going to be even bigger and better. Uh, and yeah, so all of our prospects, our competitors, our uh, you know all the ASIC manufacturers. Yeah, uh, everybody is is going to be there. So everything about this industry, you know, it's it's going to be a hot spot, and it's only going to be better than it was last year. So that's why I'm so pumped. Yeah. All right, we have uh, Marshall back with us here. I can hear you. I, I, yes. I apologize. <laughs> Welcome back, Marshall. <laughs> oh, you must be. I don't know if it's my internet. Or something, you know. No. Right. I'm at my office. I have. I, I pay a lot of money for this internet here, but I, I probably should have gone to one of my farms. I probably got better better internet out there than <laughs> right. here, here at my office. So, Marshall, can you give us an idea? Um, you know, everybody understands. You know, the the cost per kilowatt hour. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a that's a very good common denominator. If you give a number out, people are like, oh, wow, you know, that that is something. Can you give us a rough idea of, you know, you're converting this gas into electricity. What is your your rough or general cost per kilowatt hour um, for this electricity? Okay, so the cost comes down to how much you pay for your fuel and pay for your generators. Mm -hmm. uh, depending on how you want to uh, depreciate your generators you purchase, you know, mm -hmm. I try to do two, three years uh, for a little small standby 100, 150 kilowatt, you know, generator that I'm running okay. at probably half capacity. Um, some of the some of the bigger generators, uh, you know, they can last 70,000 hours. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe every thirty thousand hours you you rebuild them, you know, re rebuild the top end of the motor, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, you know, you would you would probably have to give it to your accountant and find out how how much you can depreciate it. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> it comes down to how much you pay for your gas, how much you pay for your equipment. Uh, the if you're a producer, the um, the cost to actually fuel the generator is is really little to nothing. Um, it comes down to uh, if you're going to, let's say, generate um, 100 kilowatts of prime power, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, uh, it would cost you probably about six dollars a day of gas for a okay. producer. And the way you um, the way it works so great for a producer who has the gas, who owns the gas, uh, has the leases, um, is the fact that you know you you have the gas lease so you already own 87 and a half percent of the gas mm -hmm. so you have to buy the other 12 and a half percent from the landowner so okay. pretty much your fuel cost is the the expense just of paying the, the landowner the for the other 12 and a half percent yeah so because you already own 87 and a half percent of the gas because you've leased it and uh, that's your gas so uh, if at today's price of let's say two dollars which it's probably lower than that uh, mm -hmm. You know, 20, it takes about 24 to 30 MCF uh, a day to run, let's say, 100 kilowatts of prime power. So, mm -hmm. you know, three, th 300 MCF, I mean, three, th 30 MCF times $2 is 60 mm -hmm. bucks, uh, six bucks. So that's what so, it costs you. So, so, so you can generate electricity, 100 kilowatts of electricity in a month's time would, uh, what, cost you $180 a month? To wow. generate 100 kilowatts wow. yeah then you got to throw in the price how much you paid for that generator depreciate sure, you know, yeah. yeah 
Yeah. So uh, I'm like, I always figure it cut. I'm like, I can generate electricity for around a, a, a cent, maybe a cent and a half. Okay. So yeah, it, it's a very different world, really. Um, yeah. From people who are not doing it on gas, um, because you know we're always talking about opex versus capex and and the 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 big struggle is you know where do you draw that line um because you you can you can have electricity at three cents you know but then you gotta uh, add um uh, your uh transformers and you you know you you have build out costs and and all that stuff so yeah it, it seems like it's a it's a very different world that you guys are dealing with because you have maybe land that you lease or own, um, you have generators instead of transformers, you know, like I, all that stuff is, is very different. Yeah. You're going to have a sump cost of, you know, you still got to operate the gas field. You know, you have to uh, pay your landowners. You have to, you know, insure your pipeline. Um, I'm like, if it's an existing system and you're going to put it, you know, where maybe your uh, compressor station used to be, All right. Uh, it looks like uh, okay. Hopefully, uh, he'll he'll come back here. <laughs> he's frozen with a, a look of fear on his face here. Right. He's like, oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, on the the comments here, we have uh, Jeremy Crisell. He says hello, and uh, Jonathan Eisenberg Hi, gives uh, gives a thumbs up. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> and um, yeah. So if anyone has any questions. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised uh, there there are not uh, any any more comments or questions. But um, yeah, this is a, a very unique way. You know, uh, everyone else we've talked to has been very. Um, they've taken a very like large industrial approach, and this is kind of a it's a very lean and nimble. You know, just on the fly. As you know, the resources change. You can really, you know, finely grain tune you know, what you're doing or what you're producing. Uh, and I find it, you know, very fascinating. Looks like, uh, looks like Jeremy saying something else here. <laughs> Crypto guy 20. Oh yeah. He's, um, that's his username on. Is, is that his telegram? His, yeah. his telegram handle. Yeah. Yeah. Folks. I don't, I don't know if Marshall is, is going to be able to, uh, to make it back with us. Um, but yeah, we would love to, uh, you know, hear any questions if, uh, if you guys have any questions and, uh, if not, uh, I think Scott and I are, are going to have to, um, give out Marshall's, uh, contact information to where yeah, all I'll, you I'll give everybody his private cell phone number, right? <laughs> we'll tell you where all his gas fields are. <laughs> yeah. Hey Marshall. Uh, hey, hey Marshall. sorry guys. This so, is getting, um, this is getting frustrating. I apologize yeah, no so bad, but yeah, everybody's going to have their sump cost of, you know, uh, buying the miners, buying the uh, containers or whatnot. Uh, but really what it, what it comes down to is the price that you can buy the generators for. And the price of the gas is little to nothing just because if you own 87 and a half percent, it's, uh, it's, it's way more economical than having to go buy it on the pipeline and pay hundred percent for $2 gas. Right. Sure. And you got to pay hundred percent instead of just paying for 12 and a half. Well, right, thanks for being with us today. Um, we're going to wrap it up. And why don't you just tell people how they can contact yeah, you? Yeah, how we can reach out to you. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I got a website. You can go to uh, bit-gas.com. And I have a uh, contact form where you, that you can fill out. And it'll send me a little notification on my phone, and I'll get back to you. Or you All can right. email me at uh, 
uh, uh, bitgas at yahoo.com. Okay. Right. So you, you said your, your website was bit-gas.com. Yes. Awesome. Bit All right. Gas. I love the name, man. I love it. <laughs> yep. Okay, Marshall. Uh, thanks for your time. Hey, we'll, thank uh, you guys we'll, so much. We'll see you on Telegram. Thanks, right. Marshall. Bye-bye.